I love when you yeah, do that. I know you do. <laughs> it's your favorite thing. When you get a book and you're ready to read out of the book and make this thing really unorganic, that's when I love this the most. Read to us, Aaron. Aaron, why don't you read us a boring piece of literature? Why don't you read about the solution? <laughs> don't share your experience. Just, Just read it. I don't like misquoting things. And then use that as, use the literature as ammunition against other people. I can do that. <laughs> you have practice with that? Is that your experience? Um, I don't know. No, usually, like, I don't ever go anymore, but usually when I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would just sit on my hands and feel awkward and hope that I didn't have to talk. And yeah. then if I did, I would... I guess that's still the same. Yeah. Nothing's like changed. You pretty much do that unless yeah. someone calls on you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be one to just speak up. I don't either. Yeah. Very rarely. Unless it's imperative to the... Yes. We're really off track. <laughs> Maybe I'll pipe up and... I do that at the treatment center. Yeah. I dig that. We're going to, just uh, so you know. Oh. Yeah. I spoke at the treatment center. Last Sunday, right? Yeah. When I was out of town? Yeah. How'd that go? I probably should have included God in on it before I went. Lots of Aaron? It just was like uh, very awkward, especially for the first 20 minutes. And then... It, then you found your groove? Yeah, but it was just like... Uh, I might have even let let out a prayer as I was going. It just it honestly wasn't very good. And sometimes I say that, but it really wasn't. You say that every time you speak. Yeah, but it was bad. You say that and every I was time. like I mean, I was like starting to panic up there and I was like in my own head and I was like, Oh my God, you're bombing. This is terrible. Do something. Get it together. And I was like, We You're bombing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, just relax and talk about what happened. That's awesome. And then it seemed to go a little better after that. But like usually when you get done talking there, there are a lot of people that want to come up and talk to you and maybe even get a somebody that wants your help. That's, that didn't happen. Nope. Not your experience. That last time what happened. Last time I spoke there, I was never under the influence. I was just sober the whole time I yeah. talked for a whole hour I was just talking about being sober Yeah, and then I was like oh I wonder if maybe I should have talked and Ryan was like it was really good because Ryan was there Yeah, he was like it was really good you weren't ever drunk though and I was like yeah I was like I don't really have much experience with that anymore I don't know what to talk about Yeah, it's hard to pull that especially because I haven't, I haven't spoken like over a year and then I spoke there and it's like I, I haven't really thought about drinking much recently so I just talked about what I do and how I got sober. Yeah. So, but I ended up working with someone afterwards, so I'm sure it was fine. All's well that ends well. Yeah, but that's cool. Anyways, welcome to Recover Day of Podcast. This is pretty much what you're going to get from us today. Some ramblings. We're watching football, so Aaron's going to be distracted throughout the whole thing. What? Exactly. <laughs> And uh, yeah, do we? Uh, what? What? Uh, what? What do you want to talk about? Do you want to? What's going on, dude? I haven't seen you in a week. I mean, I saw you last night, but really, I haven't seen you in like a week. First things first. Kyle said our podcast is called Recovered AF. That's because we used to talk about recovery. <laughs> <laughs> we still do. Twelve step recovery. Yeah, there you go. And. Um, we're just two guys that are not affiliated with any 12-step groups. Mm -hmm. We don't speak for, represent, or um, we, we're not. We're just the Recovered AF podcast. We're separate from those 12-step groups. Yeah. They're their own thing, and they do their own thing, and they're not affiliated with anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not affiliated with them. We just got well by doing the 12 steps. But yes. now we're here to share our experience Uh I don't want to say separate of that, but sort of. Yeah. What we've done with that, we also share our experience with stuff we do that doesn't involve 12-step stuff, which is what I like about the podcast the most. It's like EMDR or your diet yeah. or working out or just holistic living and 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's going on is I went on a big ass carb bender. Yeah, Man. that's what I was. Ho- I didn't want to out you though, oh, so I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna let you talk about yeah. whatever you want to talk about. Dude, it's really weird. Okay, so this is what happened, Amber. So Amber, we weren't supposed to be doing a podcast today because Kyle went to Mexico, and then he was when he the day he got back, I was supposed to be heading up to North Dakota for and yeah, my wife's reunion's 25th, 25 year soccer. Correct. college thing because as we've discussed at length she's a far better athlete than i <laughs> so we were supposed to head up there for that and then um and weird things happened my mother was down in denver for a, a doctor's appointment and then they got rear-ended in denver traffic because that's denver traffic mm-hmm. and um and then uh anyway and then she ended up having surgery but she was in i don't know I guess uh, not a very not her peak physical condition. So mm-hmm. ordinarily they wouldn't even have done the surgery, and so it, it was a little questionable about how things might turn out. So we thought we should probably stay in, in case things went wrong, and so and so we stayed here, and that's why we're doing a podcast today because I'm here and I wasn't supposed to be. But uh, do you want to tell everyone your mother is okay? Oh right yeah, now? she's doing well. She's doing really well. <laughs> yeah. She's doing better than. Uh, I don't know. She's still holding on by a thread. (laughs) We don't know what's going to happen. We stayed here, but we never went and visited her. (laughs) You were down there every day, weren't you? Yeah. For like the last three days? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, So, um, yeah, she's doing better than she has. They just had to take all the hardware out of her back. And then because she's got an infection and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Like it's a long, she's got a long recovery process ahead of her. I don't envy her one bit. Um, but anyways, yeah, she's doing went well. On a car oh, bender. Yeah, so Friday when we got back, we were sort of wore out, and Joker opened in yeah. theaters. And, like we had seen that trailer; they were talking about it on like uh, the King and the Stinger, the Fighter, Fighter and the, and the Kid. Kid yeah. yeah, and uh, it looked bad as hell. So we went and saw it on Friday, and it was bad as hell. I'm jelly, dude. Yeah. I want to go see it. Yeah, I, I would recommend doing that this afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, so um. We went into the theater, grabbed a bottle of water, and I was that's all I was going to have. And then the guy two seats over had a big bag of popcorn, and I was like, well, I'll just have some popcorn. <laughs> so I went, I'm just going to have some popcorn. So I went and ate a bag of popcorn. There was a handful of crumbs left for my darling wife. Mm-hmm. Who, I tried to have her as a guest on the podcast today, by the way. Yeah, she wasn't feeling it. Negative. Dang it. I, tried to, I thought maybe if I just um, um, threw it on her at the end that she might be more receptive as opposed to having to think about it all week yeah negative nope Nope. not having it would she do it if it was the two of us megan and her do you think maybe pitch that to her okay and just say hey would you want to do it with the four of us and we'll just shoot the shit and have fun with the four of us and maybe if we hooked her up with some zannies first yeah or like we'll just tell her if it's if if she doesn't like it we won't put it out (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so and then so then i was like well i'm already this far into it so then i got some (laughs) so then i got some nachos and uh, they were terrible that was disappointing so then i got a pile of cookies on the way home and so then your birthday party was the next night and i was like i'm if i'm going i'm gonna go hard so we went back down to denver to see mom yesterday and i grabbed some sausage and make griddles on the way down some taco john's when i got back more cookies then i had a french dip it was fucking fantastic then i smoked an ice cream cone when i got home so now i'm fasting and i ran four miles this morning and trying to burn through all of that glucose how do you feel I feel all right. Yeah, yesterday you don't feel was, that bad. Yeah, yesterday was bad. I slept a lot. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Just when I don't put one thing in my body, and but the weird thing about it was, is so then um, we, when we were leaving Denver, I stopped and I got some. Oh, I bought a lottery ticket because I'm a little junky boy. Right. And uh, when I was leaving, the girl behind me was buying three packs of cigarettes, and. Honestly, the thought that came to my head was, hey, while you're out on a cheat, you should have a cigarette. Yeah. And I was like, what? No, that doesn't make any sense at all. You can't just do that. Mm-mm. You'll start smoking again. Yeah. And But it was weird that that thought would come to my mind, I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think about smoking a lot because yeah. I smoked until I got sober. I quit smoking when I quit drinking. And mm-hmm. if someone, like if I'm around someone smoking, I crave a cigarette really bad. Yeah. Still, you would think that it would be removed but yeah. i some nicotine's deep man. yeah smoking it it's way closet. different yeah. yeah like i don't i don't ever 
when I'm around alcohol, think about, you know, drinking or mm-hmm. I'm tempted to drink. But um, we, I was at a like a the 36 hour tournament and I was walking out to the parking lot and a guy on my team like flicked a half or down to the ground and like I wanted to go over and pick it up and finish it. <laughs> hey, dude. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that doesn't happen with other stuff. No, Smoking's it doesn't. weird. Smoking is like that for me too. I don't really think obsess about really anything. Sugar sometimes, but but nicotine is bad. Really bad. I crave nicotine regularly. I'm going to turn my ringer off. It works good though because Megan hates cigarettes she does she didn't yeah. smoke when she was no never she's tried it like once or twice but really? she thinks it's awful she's really health conscious even when she was drinking she tried to be health conscious she just couldn't really muster it right she um she's not a big fan of smoking so every time i'm like "Ooh, a cigarette she's like fucking don't <laughs> pretty good at reeling me back yeah. in because i crave it sometimes still i honestly could not just be an occasional smoker i mean it no. would be off off like a prom dress <laughs> yeah, if i started dude. smoking again yeah it uh i could i seem i could in my mind megan was like i got a buddy that um when he drinks he just um buys a couple packs and just chain smokes all night yeah. one right after another after the other and my mind when megan got sloppy she would chain smoke but that's nope. not the case that's more like me oh, okay i would start drinking and immediately like one drink and i mean i'm like i need to go buy cigarettes and then i just chain smoke I, I was joking with megan i would just like i'd be at a party and i would just stand outside all night and smoke i wouldn't even like interact with the party I'd just <laughs> chain smoke and drink outside and whoever came outside i hung out with and talked to it and then Throughout the week, I would have a few cigarettes, just like whatever was left. And then the moment I start drinking again, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go buy four packs of cigarettes and just chain smoke till they're gone. I don't do anything in moderation, though. It's just not really my no. expertise. Yeah. And this morning, it's getting cold out. And this morning, um, Amber... Um, oh, I was like, I need, to get, I need to get my sprinklers blown out because I wasn't planning on doing it, but it's going to be... Like, 13 degrees mm-hmm. this week with yeah. a high of 26. I was like, man, I better just see if I can get it done just in case. So I just had on this one, this was a cool thing. I had the intuitive thought that I should just drive to this neighborhood off to the east mm-hmm. and see if I could find somebody blowing sprinklers out. But it was somewhat early still. So I waited a few minutes, waited till it was time, drove across the street, took a right and a left, and some guy was just leaving the neighborhood pulling a compressor. Yeah, it was awesome. That's dope. I was like, hey, are you blowing out uh, sprinklers? And he's like, yeah. And I said, do you have time to do another one? I live across the street. And he's like, yeah, it's perfect timing. I'm just leaving. Yeah. I was like, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got hooked up. Yeah. That intuitive thought. That's right. I love that. It was awesome. And uh, But anyway, Amber went uh, ran down to get some cash for him. I said, do you need any money for the week? And I started flipping through my wallet, and I was like, no. No, I don't. Because every time I have cash, I just buy lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't want any cash. I don't know why. I never win. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a lot of money. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know, a few bucks here and there. But it just seems like if I have cash... That's what my, you're doing. Yeah. My lottery <laughs> yeah, that's tickets. That's awesome. I fucking... Ah, uh, yeah. Also, next year, just let me know, and we'll come over and blow your sprinklers out. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because my dad has an air compressor, and he blows out my brother's and his and like a pull behind one like a nice one yeah really Mm -hmm. yeah i've got i've got one it's just not big enough Mm -hmm. and i was gonna go get my Mm father-in-law's but it's i didn't really want to load it up and haul it over here yeah but okay just let me know we'll do it next year nice yeah he does it for like a few people okay probably won't charge you anything he never does so save you money all right how much did he charge you more than I should have paid. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> I thinking. I was thinking yeah. about that. I was like, if I spent, if I paid him every year for 10 years, I could buy a pretty fucking big <laughs> yeah, compressor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I we'll had that thought. It went up 10, 10 bucks from last year because it was the same guy, oddly enough. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to talk about me anymore. Oh, hey, all right. How was your trip to Mexico, Kyle? It was fun, dude. Yeah. We had a good time. You, you posted some pictures on Instagram. Yeah, I tried to because. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast yeah. where I was like, well, I'll put some shit up. So yeah. I tried to post some pictures. I, it's not, Yeah, it was nice. We had a good time. We yeah. got a good picture of like everything we did. Yeah. Lots of beach time, pool time, chilling, frozen drinks. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. So, um, it was weird for the pe- the other people that were there that you got to know that you guys didn't drink. Yeah, it was funny. Like everyone there, every it's just like a joke. Every time I'm like, "Hey, can I get this drink? No alcohol." They're like, "No alcohol? What?" <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh, do you want um like Mexican creamer in your coffee and we're like what is that and they're like cream with tequila in it it's like no (laughs) and like and then everyone would joke and be like here's your drink doubled you know like with a double and it was like a this running joke but everyone that we were around was just like you don't drink and then we went on that we we went on this excursion where you go on a sailboat and then you sail into the caribbean and then snorkel and all of this and there were there was just one other couple on there and they were like you guys don't drink and we're like no we we don't, it's not good for us. And they were like, yeah, it's not really good for anybody. I was like, no, really. It's like, <laughs> cause I don't ever like just openly be like, oh, I'm an alcoholic and I'm in recovery. Yeah. I just usually just play it like, oh yeah, I just don't drink. And, yeah. then, and then if they press, it's like, oh yeah, it's just not good for me or you trust me if I drink yeah. so, and just kind of joke it off. But uh, yeah, it was just like a running theme like all week. Everyone's just kind of giving us like the double glance. Like what? Yeah. Like you don't want alcohol in an all-inclusive resort where all the booze is free. Yeah, and you can drink as much as you want. And did so, they have the? Uh, did they have the bottles in your fridge in your room? They had a couple of beers, like oh. a couple of beers, canned beers and bottled beers, but there wasn't any hard alcohol. But yeah, we I, just left them in there. It's not like yeah. That's the cool thing about being sober and working a program is I don't have to uh, be in fear of alcohol. I thought like, you know what I mean? Like yes. when I was getting sober, I thought my life was over. Like you'd and never even be able to go to Mexico, no, let God, alone no. be in a room that's full of... Like that has beer in the fridge or, yeah. you know, and like be around people drinking and yeah. like, you know, and I think that's a common thing. People that are around me and know that I don't drink a lot are like... uh it must be kind of hard, huh? It's yeah. like, it's actually not, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it could be hard, I guess, but like it, I don't even think about it. Like we were in Mexico the whole time and like the only time we were thinking about drinking was like laughing that people were like, you don't drink, you know? Yes. It's not like I'm sitting there fucking scratching and shaking because I don't get a drink and everyone else does. It was like. It's only when it gets brought to your attention that you're not, that you even think about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like. I've been to Mexico before drinking. Yes. And this experience was much, much better. <laughs> so I went down there for my buddy's wedding mm-hmm. and um, I was drinking and um, I was on Suboxone. Oh, God. And uh, it was a pretty low dose yeah. at that point. But um, all I did for like three or four days, I don't remember how long we were down there, is hang out in the swim up bar and mm-hmm. get housed all day. Yeah. That was my time in Mexico. I'm like, what, what the fuck is the point of coming all the way down to Mexico? To sit in a pool and drink. Yeah. Yeah. All day. Exactly. And that was all I did. Like I, I was telling Megan the last time I was there, I was there for like six days. I don't know if I took a sober breath <laughs> for six days and just drank the whole time. And like, same thing, like just sat in the pool and drank and then went to a bar when it when it got dark and drank and i don't know like it's nice we relaxed we did some stuff we did a massage which i didn't actually hate like i actually kind of enjoyed it oh that's your first one yeah i've never done a massage you don't like to get touched by people i don't enjoy being touched you don't like touching people you know let alone strangers yes i don't i don't like touching people like megan is always like freaking touch me and i like have <laughs> a physical <laughs> yeah that's it. i have like a physical response when someone like wants i'm like yeah oh, me too cringy you know yeah. and so but uh it was nice i don't know it was a full body massage it was 80 minutes megan and i were in the same room so it was it was fine it was actually really relaxing i would probably do another one and i going into it i was like the only reason i'm doing this is because Megan wants to, mm-hmm. and like I love her to death, and I told her I'd do it. So yes. that's what I'm doing. And afterwards, I was like, it's not my favorite thing. No. It's not like I'm signed up. Like I'm gonna go, mm-hmm. but if if we were in a resort again or something, I would probably do another one. Yeah, that's probably the setting I would do another one in. Yeah, because I did one. It's not really for me either. Yeah, I it's was just like me. Yeah, it's like it's it's kind of relaxing, and for a couple of minutes, it felt really good. Like after the massage was over, I was on like this. Uh, euphoria kind of just like you feel really good and then it was gone and i was like oh 
That was short <laughs> If they could implement some float tanks in there too. Yeah. Maybe massage you up, get you all loosened up, then stick you in a float tank for an hour. That would be cool. Yeah. See, the thing that was cool about this one was there was hydrotherapy beforehand. And so it like you took a shower and then you went into a wet sauna and then you went and got like this multi-faucet shower and then you went in the dry sauna and then you went over and went through like a cold pool. Okay. And it like timed it out. It was yeah, like 10 minutes in right. this and it was like hydrotherapy and then you finish in a hot tub and then and then went straight into the massage. So that was actually, I think that with the massage was nice. Yeah. And there was like this huge pool with these giant faucets pouring down and it was like water massage on you for a bit. During? Like, Be- before the okay. massage, like in the whole hydrotherapy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. It was nice. It was nice. cool. It was well worth it. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. We snorkeled. I swam with sea turtles. I've never done that before, so that was cool. Yeah. Big old stingrays, giant, giant ones. That frightens me. Huge, dude. This one was probably... Did you get stung? No. I'd be dead, most likely. Those oh, really? Killed, that's what killed Steve Irwin, dude. Oh, okay. It was a stingray. I just thought maybe it was like a... Busted his ass, dude. Because <laughs> like, people get stung with stingrays all the time. like, um, and the, this. They do? Yeah. I've never heard of that. I know people get jellyfish stung. Oh, maybe that's what I'm yeah, thinking of. Yeah, a stingray, I'm pretty sure it'll kill you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's well, how that's how. That's Steve probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but uh, huge, like six foot across, I bet. Giant. That's scary. It was so cool. And then turtles and all this fish. I was in this school of fish. Like I was swimming towards them, and then all of a sudden they just like kind of surrounded me. And then we were all swimming in the same, but they thought I was just a giant fish. It was dope. I just read a pod listen to a podcast or a book about that yeah about these oh yeah i think it was one my cousin sent me about the fish being you know yay far apart regardless of what he did mm-hmm. as quick as he moved his hand they were just surrounding yeah him. yeah it was cool that was my experience i had i was like in this thing and i'm like floating and then all of a sudden they're around me and they're just like all around me and i'm swimming and then you could like move or like stroke and they just kind of move with you it was really cool Amber and I, when we were in Hawaii for our honeymoon, attracted some fish herself. She, uh, it was a little choppy that day. Yeah. And we had to eat breakfast a little earlier. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. You had a little chum in the water. Yeah, <laughs> went chumming. <laughs> that's awesome. And so she spent a lot of the snorkeling trip on both oh, sides. Oh, that sucks. And watched me chase sea turtles around. Yeah. I mean, not in a way that was just, malicious, yes. but just like swimming, trying to get next to them. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and then I got terribly sunburned because my fucking dumbass was like, she was like, put this sunblock on. And I'm like, babe, we're 6,000 feet farther away from the sun in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm good. Give me the sunblock. And then you got yeah, roasted. And then we were driving home and I was like, it's hot in here, huh? Is that <laughs> hot? <laughs> You're burnt idiot. That's funny. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that was cool, man. We had a good time. I've had a good week, dude. I went to Black Keys before we left, which is my favorite band, and that was great. Then we left a couple of days later, spent a whole week in Mexico, and then that surprise party you guys threw me last night. So Yeah, so not everybody follows us on Instagram, but uh, yeah, Megan had a surprise 30th birthday party for Kyle. Yeah, dude. She kept it small because like, when we got there, I was like, so Kyle doesn't really seem like the guy that likes surprises. Yeah. And your mom was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. But it was all just your family. It was nice. Anything more than that, I probably would have been a little frustrated. Yeah. But, and I, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, old me would have been like, this is stupid. I'm leaving, you know, and right. been thrown a tantrum. But, like, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. fun. It was cool. It's nice that people care enough to do something nice for me. Yeah, it was a good time. It was really fun. Yeah. We played at, we had a golf simulator smack some clubs yeah swing some smack some balls i was well on my way to beating the shit out of all of you you were playing uh, well and then we had to stop yeah you were playing well and then we did a shooting game and i was um your brother and i were not the best at it but your brother's wife was a dead eye yeah really yeah watch out for her yeah (laughs) that's funny dude (laughs) i wouldn't piss her off man. yeah it was uh we had fun man it was cool yeah so and i was completely surprised so yeah i had no idea at all that's None awesome. whatsoever. So I did, we drove Amber's car there because I would have saw your truck and yeah. been like, "Why is well, yeah?" So it was nice, man. You guys uh, surprised me. Dude, that's a that's a killer week though from a guy that um, used to avoid his family, like say on birthdays, especially yeah, right. Exactly. And not uh, I don't know who's uh, had caused as much destruction to then go to your favorite show, 
go on a vacation in Mexico, come back to a nice surprise party. Like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good winning streak. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a life I never thought was going to be mine. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I can go to a show, have fun. Oh, I made it to work the next day. You know, <laughs> yeah. I worked the next day after being in Denver all night and then go to Mexico for a week and have a blast and come home <laughs> healthy and <laughs> feeling good and then be around my family who cares about me and stuff. It's like that that type of stuff didn't happen in my life before because of me, not because of anyone else. Like, you could have not passed that gauntlet of <laughs> no. that <laughs> that triple of events. You could have not made, navigated your way through no. without, um, I don't know, losing stuff or being arrested or just yeah. getting lost or, or even just going being, missing. Yeah, <laughs> going missing or being in a position to even do stuff like that. Yeah, like I right. was in financial ruin, yeah. so to go to a concert, go to Mexico, you know, like just do stuff. I don't know. Life's very free today. Yeah. It's nice. That's pretty cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It's been a good week. So, and then you and your wife hooked it up with a badass gift. Yeah. That'll be fun. We're going to go see Theo Vaughn do some stand up in January. That's going to be killer. Yeah. That's a good time. That'll be so fun. And we got a meet and greet in. Amber's not quite the fan that you and I are. Yeah. And out. So, like, that deal was, like, um, part of it was you, you have to eat dinner at the restaurant above the comedy. Mm-hmm. That was, like, part of the package deal. But so in order to do that, you had to make reservations, and she just noticed that yesterday. So she was calling down there, and she was like, I need to make reservations. We're coming to see Leo Vaughn. <laughs> I was like, Theo. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then it was funny. Yeah, that is funny. We'll have a good time, though. I'm excited. That was well, a badass gift, so. You know, when people call their podcast and call, always call them the wrong names and stuff, I was like, I wouldn't have one for Theo, but now it's Leo no. and Leo, and I'd call them Leo and Brandon. <laughs> Leo and Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, man. Uh, it's been a good, good couple of weeks. Yeah, nice. Nice. So, what else, dude? I don't know. What's uh, recovery oh. life like here? Dude, I haven't been know. to a meeting in like two weeks. So, yeah. I don't think it's, it sounds the same. We didn't do the Wednesday night thing last week. I was actually off in time to go. Oh, and they didn't do it? No, but I was good because I didn't really want to go anyway. But I was like, <laughs> I have to go because I'm off in time. Right. Not that I wouldn't, you know. I know anyway. what you mean, yeah. And um, I had my second meeting with my new sponsor, so that was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. How's that going? It's going well, man. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Um. We're through the first few chapters. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think it's probably because I've. It's not my first time. Right. Yeah. Are you doing inventory then? No, not, not yet. Not yet. We're we we need chapters. I don't know, three and four next week. Oh wow, cool. Uh, we, whatever we agno- uh, we agnostics and yeah, three and four. That's cool. So we'll go through that when we meet again. That's awesome. Oh hey babe, did you want to? My Amber's up. Did you want to come sit down and be on the podcast? No. She's not. She, Amber has politely declined to be on the podcast. Twice. Twice today. I get it. You're blindsiding her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No sweat. We'll just wait till you're comfortable. Okay. We'll just we'll wait we'll wait till we'll wait till you're ready, okay? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm getting a look. <laughs> she was just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah, shut up, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that meeting with uh, oh yeah, your sponsor's yeah, new, going well. Yep, new yep new new sponsor. That's going well. Nothing much happened with that. We had a home group last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Lack of power. That's our dilemma. That was the topic. Nice, dude. Yeah, I might try to go tonight. I feel like I don't really. I just feel super. It's, that's what I was thinking before you got here. It's like life is going really well and it's calm and relaxing and I'm enjoying it, but I feel like I haven't been 12 stepping. Mm. Like, like doing a lot of it. Yeah. My morning meditation game has been sparse. Yeah. And um, so is my working with all of it, mostly all of it. Yeah. I did a 10 step though. That with your sponsor? No, with oh. my cousin. I should have called him. Yeah, dude. She had background information because it was a family thing. I gotcha. That's so, cool. Yeah. I'm going to go through the work again with my sponsor. You are? We're starting on Wednesday. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. You I haven't been through it. the work in a couple, two years. It's oh been two God. years. So. 
That's terrible. Yeah. So, and I really not, I'm not in pain. Right. But we were talking about how he went through the work in his like orthodox fashion. Yeah. And all of that. And then we were talking about inventory when, cause him and I meet every week or it's kind of almost every other week now, but we meet regularly. We were talking about inventory and then he was talking about his, how he writes it. Cause you know how it is. Everyone has, even though we're all coming out of the book, everyone's had a different experience yes. and, Oh, I do this this way. And it's like, Oh, I, I, I don't. And so we were talking about it and then I was, I was asking more questions about it. And then I was like, why don't, why don't we just go through it? I haven't been through the work in a couple of years, so we'll just see what comes up. And so he was like, all right. So when I, I told him when I got back, we'd go start going through it. So we're going to start on Wednesday. Is that a new watch? This is the watch Megan got me, dude. It's an Apple watch. Yeah. It's an Apple watch. It's not that it's an Apple watch. No, I have a sun sun toe. It's sweet though. I like it. It tracked my sleep last night. Um, How much did you sleep? I slept eight hours total, but five hours and 10 minutes was like restful is what it's listed as. So that's pretty fancy. I'm assuming three hours of it was, I was kind of moving around and not not really like rested sleeping, but five hours of rested sleep. That's good. I don't know if that's good or not. It's the first night I've done it. Okay. I feel fine though. So I was kind of tired today. That's why I pounded a bunch of coffee, but, but then it tracks my heart rate. So like right now, I'm beating at 77 beats per minute. Oh my god, dude! It's probably because all that slow down on the caffeine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Last night I was at 59 all night though. Like when I put it on, I was I had a steady 59. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's the caffeine. Oh no, sorry. Right now I'm at 72. Yeah. And it's going down. 71. Is that where you stay? Yeah, except for when I'm sleeping, I'm at about 59, 60. When you're sleeping? Mm-hmm. I slept last night. My heart was at 40. Dang. Yeah, that's what it said. It's cool to have this. I've never had one, but I've always wanted one. So this was a gift from Megan. Well, that was very nice of her. Yeah, we don't do gifts either. So I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to buy. This is a lot of pressure I would never want. <laughs> yeah, well, because what we always do, and I already bought it, what we always do is we go to Steamboat in January. Oh, yeah, and So we yeah, always yeah. just use that as our birthday gifts. Yeah. It's like I buy the lift tickets and she buys the room or vice versa for right. Steamboat in January every year. But yeah. I already paid for the lift tickets, and then she got this. So then I'm thinking we'll probably split the room so oh, okay. we're kind of even again. But right. the, the we bought a three three day pass for 60 bucks a day. That's Dang, sixty bucks a day. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like one fifty a day if you don't buy it. Right, and so it's I bought expensive. it. I bought it in like August. They run promos. Like in August, it's like sixty eight dollars a day, and then if you go into like September, it's already up to like eighty dollars a day. So it goes up each month until, and then so yeah, we're gonna tell your shit out of luck. Yeah, so we're gonna go for three days again in January. Pretty stoked. Yeah. And I got a new snowboard jacket. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Did you? Oh, yeah. Your meeting last time I was there, I was showing photos of it. Yes. Because it's fucking sick. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about recovery for a few minutes. Okay. What about it? What do you want to talk about about it? I don't know. Why is your morning meditation not very good? Um, I just feel like, um, oh, because I just lay in bed and watch (laughs) Facebook instead. I fucking hate it. yeah, what I do, I get it. Yeah, I we mean, have our Instagram thing for our for this. Yeah, and I tend to look at that sometimes, and I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah, stop looking at it. Yeah, I'm like, you wasted ten minutes this morning. You could have gone and meditated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's have, funny. Yeah, it happens all the time. How's your protege doing? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I have one that's gonna do his. We're gonna do his fifth step tomorrow. Do I know? Him? You do? Oh, good. I've been poking at him. Good. And I was going to ask you about that. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't been, uh, he's been writing inventory for a while. Yeah. And I finally was like, hey, man, I think we probably need to get this thing done. You've been working on this for quite a while. Yeah. And I told him, like, I'm not necessarily concerned about you, like, drinking or using immediately. Right. Because he's got some time under his belt. Right. But uh, I said, uh, opening these thought patterns and 
ideas in your mind and not doing anything yeah. with them isn't a good idea no matter how long you've been sober. So yeah. I was like, I think we should we should really dial it in. So we met, I flew to Mexico on Saturday. We met Friday mm-hmm. and re-outlined the last bit of sex inventory. And then he texted me today and was like, I'm done. And I was like, do you want to meet this afternoon or tomorrow? And he said, tomorrow. So we're going to do a fist step tomorrow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. So me too. have five, six, and seven done and then we'll... Start working on eight and nine. Did so, you say you do five, six, and seven? We will, yeah. All at the same time? Well, we'll do like five, and then I'll send him home to do six and seven. Oh, okay. Do you not do that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I was like, I you, was just trying to you s- were pretty inquisitive. Yeah. I, you had me convinced you did something different. Nah, because like, uh, sometimes I'll hear things like, um, you know, working on... Oh, I'm on working s- on my sixth step. <laughs> yeah, working on six and seven or something like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, back to our book, it tells us to go home when we're done with our fifth step. It tells us to go home and sit quietly for an hour. It tells us to take, and I, this is why I brought the book so I didn't misquote it, but now I'm just going to misquote it. But I like that better. Okay. It tells us to take the book off the shelf and re- review the first five proposals. It tells us to look and see if we've left anything out. Mm-hmm. And then after we sit for an hour, it asks us to sort of ask ourselves if if we're willing to be rid of these things, mm-hmm. if we're not willing, they won't be removed, basically. And yeah. then it gives us a prayer to say, and that's the seven-step prayer. And so exactly. it uh, it's really right. It's, it gives us an hour there. The other the other stuff doesn't seem doesn't really give us a time frame, mm-hmm. right? Right. It doesn't tell us how long it should take us to write inventory, exactly, or how long it should take us to make amends. Yeah. It says step ten should continue for a lifetime. Right. There's not time parameters on really any of it except for the last part of the fifth step, which is take the hour. Yes. And then you do six and seven immediately. Yeah. And that's one thing. I have a a sponsee that has been sober a while. He's sober longer than I am. Um, And he, he really talks about like doing a fifth step is cool, but unless it's followed with six and seven, like there's not much reprieve that comes from it. He talks about that at length and I really value that. And like that hasn't necessarily been, I haven't seen like the tangible evidence of that, but listening to his experience and kind of thinking of my own, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see the benefit of that a yeah. lot. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it makes sense. Cause even if I do a fifth step and I tell you and God, everything about me and all of my defects and everything goes on, like, Unless I'm ready to have God remove that stuff, yes, I'm probably still fucked. Yes, and like so, meeting with my sponsor, I had to you know re go through the first few chapters, and yeah, you know, like um, in Bill's story, he was talking about like um, you know, I had to be um, so, so I I don't want to. It said something along the lines of having my new friend remove these things, yeah. like root and branch mm-hmm. or something like that, right? So, um, saying that God's going to remove these things that we don't have the power to fix ourselves. Yes. And so, like, um, you know, four, we identify those things. Five, we, you know, talk about them with somebody else. But just to reiterate your point, you know, it's, if I had the power to fix myself of these things, I would have never made it to the 12-step rooms. I right. would have already done that. Exactly. Um, some of those really good books I read would have taught me how to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, so this is where we talk about having a reliance upon something else, and we've got to have help with that. So it yes. would only make sense that six and seven are necessary right after that. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, tomorrow we'll get hopefully through, I don't know how long his inventory will take. If, if it's really long, then we, we probably have to do Monday and Tuesday. I don't like doing it in two days, but we're not like a, we both have lives, so we're going to meet tomorrow afternoon. So if we can't get it done, then we'll do Tuesday as well, which which I've had experience with. I've done an inventory that one day and then the very next day we finished it. So again, that's not ideal, but I've done it. So we'll see how that goes and then six and seven and then keep moving. So but it's I, good. He's I, doing well. I really hate inside football games. I just hate watching them. Really? Yeah. Um, I almost like them better. No, you're crazy. Um, and then, so then, after, okay, so then you send him, you guys, he reads his hill fist step. You'll send him home for an hour. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll do, hopefully. 
Um, Hopefully he'll open that book and do exactly what that book says. Yeah. He'll re-put the book up on the shelf, take it back down, review the five proposals. And and then and so then he says he does a seven-step um, prayer. Then do you just wait, and then the next time you guys meet, go over how to make that eight-step list? Yes. So that's kind of how I do it. And what we'll do is I'll tell him to bring that inventory yes. to our next meeting because that inventory... Again, our literature says, like, we have a list of people we harmed, we made it when we took inventory. Yeah. So, And that's the fourth column, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and the people in the first column and then the fourth column. So it's like, yeah. this is who I harmed, this is how I harmed them, and then we'll kind of develop that eighth step. Because the fourth column is the exact nature of our wrongs. Exactly. It's where we were selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, or afraid. Bingo. And we put some detail behind it when we write it. Yep. That's the the only part I really put much detail behind. Yes, and I think you and I do that similarly where we talked about it and we have a whole podcast on a fourth step, but we talked about like in the fourth column, I will have them write out how they were selfish. I don't just have them write down selfish. Yes, I'll write down selfish and then how, and then dishonest how, fear how. And then... And so then you guys, you guys will meet up and you guys will get into that eighth step. You'll have them bring that inventory. Mm-hmm. What about like sometimes like I'll have so like um, and I'm, I'm guessing she'd be OK with me talking about this. But so Vanessa was on our podcast. Yeah. And um, I had a you know, friendship with Vanessa. And um, what happened when I was out drugging, especially at the end, I scared the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I really frightened her with the position I had put myself in. She, she, you know, she was sure I was not going to make it. And anyway, I, and, then, and then when I got clean, I just it sort of fell off the map. I just hadn't been a very good friend, right? But there was no resentment in connection with that. Right. So, but I felt that I really owed her amends, mm-hmm. you know, and I did. And I made those amends, and I think that helped to heal our relationship i know it did yes um but our book doesn't say anything about that that you know the 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 people that we don't have any resentment and connection with right what how do you approach that subject so i called you one time about this remember when i was writing inventory i remember because i was at the gym and i was writing inventory and i called you and you were like well what did your sponsor say this was at the time our mutual friend who i was working with Uh i was like well this is what he told me and I'm doing that, but I was hoping you would give me some insight on what you've done too. And you had said, similarly to him, like, we're just going to, we're going to put them down. Yeah. Like at the end of all of this, they're just going to make the eighth step yes. list. Yeah. And like, cause like for me, um, I, I had a job, like things that were on there was like, I had a job and that job was closing. They were going out of business and I took some stuff from that place. Mm-hmm. And I had no resentment tied to that. There really was no fear tied to that. It obviously wasn't a sex inventory issue. Yes. But it was like extremely selfish and dishonest. And so there was harm done, but it didn't fall into one of the funnels of inventory. So it eventually just made my eighth step. So what I'll do is just have the conversation. Just say like, look, here's the time where we go look is there anything that's not on inventory that we need to identify and figure out what, what the harm is yeah and then that they kind of fall into that eighth step even though we might not have inventoried them yeah that makes sense so we'll do the people on the inventory and then we'll at the end i'll say now's your chance to get anything else out like if you stole something or you know what i mean yeah. just like anything that falls under that or you weren't resentful, but you were just a like you were saying a shitty friend. They go on there. Here's one thing that I've experienced in regards to that too: is there's also a difference between causing harm and needing to make amends for that, and then just doing something shitty and wanting to clear one's own conscience. For right? That. Is that if you? Because I I don't remember. I was somebody I was working with, and they wanted to make amends for something, but they really hadn't done any harm they were taking on more than yes yeah and it was just like they mostly just felt bad about something that they had done and really wanted to clear their conscience yeah or maybe it was a situation where if by if by revealing what they had done they were definitely going to cause some harm at mm-hmm. that point and so then in an effort to relieve their own conscience they were going to end up going and causing harm mm-hmm. where if you just I think that's where good sponsorship steps in. Yeah. And 
like I know when I was going through the work with Ty and we were on the amends process and there was three left that I hadn't made and I really wasn't willing to make, he was giving me suggestions and his own experience and then he was telling me that while I'm attending meetings that I should be using this as topics and gathering other people's experience. Oh, and hoping they would share their experience with that thing. Right. And so um, that's very humbling to do that because it's like, especially at that point in my recovery, I kind of thought I was a big deal in 12-step world. Sure. And so like going there and being like, look, I'm having a hard time with this. You know, like, I don't know. That's... It, it was challenging, but I did have during that couple of weeks where I was unwilling and then made those last amends that I had left. Um, I probably sat in two or three meetings where I used the topic of amends as so I followed his instruction, yeah, and gathered experience. Do you ever get people that rather than share their own experience with what they have done, want to share their opinion with what you should do? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And that's the tricky part. And that's why I think it's important to find groups that are solid and sound in in their in what a meeting is. Yeah. And so and the other thing I do, and I think you do this too, is I bounce shit off of you a lot. I talk to Jeff, I talk to my sponsor, I'll talk to one of my sponsees who has more time than I do that you know, like I'll, I'll bounce stuff off of him. Um, and then if, if, if I'm at a meeting and, and like, you know what I mean? And I've also found sometimes God just hooks me up. Like that's sometimes the best part is I'm struggling with a specific thing and then lo and behold, I'm at a meeting and that, that specific thing becomes the topic and people are discussing it. And so sometimes I, I get much better than I deserve and just get hooked up (laughs) with some, stuff so sometimes i think that i have the answer in the back of my head but it sounds like something i really don't want to do Mm -hmm. and then i go and i hear some things and i've just reaffirms that that thing that i really don't want to do is the thing i'm gonna have to fucking go yeah exactly (laughs) yeah but i sort of knew it in my heart of hearts anyway you're just kind of trying to pretend you don't have to do that yes yeah i'm pretty i kind of know quite a bit about that too so but yeah so that's that's when we're making that list. And if there's stuff at this point too, I always say like the amends process and that eighth step and then ninth step, that's where I personally have seen the most people go out. I know people talk a lot about like, oh, they were unwilling to write inventory. And to me, they're at, if they're unwilling to write inventory, they're never really in. <laughs> So right. there's nowhere to go out of. You're not in yet. You haven't done anything yeah. yet. You're just like, you're unwilling to do anything. So like, you're not in and going out. You're just still out. <laughs> yeah. After the fifth step, our literature says we've begun to have a spiritual experience. Exactly. That's the beginning of it. Yeah. Not until we're done the first five steps. Exactly. And then like in six and seven, that's where I start practicing relying on God instead of someone else. So like as a sponsor, when I've got a guy that's new we're kind of meeting each week. We're doing work that, not that I'm a teacher, but that I can visually see that this guy's doing. We're following up on the work that this guy's doing. We're going to outline more work that this guy's going to go do the fifth step. We're both doing it. But like six and seven is where I'm no longer a part of your program. Yeah, that's between you and God. Exactly. Yeah. And then eight and nine, I'm not a part of your program at all. That's where we take it out to the world, right? Yes. That's where we start. Um, I think my first sponsor liked to say we make right with the world. Yes. You know, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first, I, I use the analogy of like through the first four or five steps, I'm I'm having mental changes, like mm-hmm. the spiritual experience. I'm mentally starting to experience different stuff. But in six, seven, eight, nine is where I'm going into the physical world and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually doing something different. Yes. And as a sponsor, I have no, not that I ever have control, but I, I have no way of knowing if that guy made that amends. He could come back and be like, I made that amends, and he lies. Well, you've had that, right? Yeah, I've had that happen multiple times. One of the first guys that we ever got through the work, um, I just had this underlying suspicion that 
maybe it was like intuition that yeah. I don't think this guy's doing his amends. And some of them are, he's just, he's saying he's doing, he's checking off the list and he's not doing. Yes. And that was based off of just intuition. And you know, when someone's really like tiptoeing around, I'm like, okay, so what happened? And he's like, well, you know, we kind of like, and like just kind of tiptoeing. And it's like, I, at that time, it was probably the, it was, I think it was the first guy I ever actually got to the 12th step. So we had done some amends and he was doing a little bit of 10 and 11, you know, but it was like, he ended up going back out mm -hmm. and it was, and then when I, I brought him to detox when he called me again and he mm -hmm. was all drunk as shit and, and then he was at the hospital and, and he told me like, I didn't make some of those amends yeah. and like my intuition was right. And at that point I was like, I'm, I'm not going to second guess my intuition with sponsees yeah. anymore. If I think something, I'm going to at least vocalize it. I just, I was thinking about doing this new thing with them because I just um, listened to uh, Malcolm Gladwell's new book, Talking to Strangers. Oh, cool. And, um, and it sort of reiterated. I also listened to another book um, by a guy named Joe Navarro, who's an FBI body language specialist. Mm hmm. And he said basically the best people in the world at detecting falsehoods, the best, like CIA, are liars themselves. No, are just oh, a little yeah. over are just a little over fifty percent at telling when people are telling really? us. Really? We just lack the ability to tell when people are telling us the truth. Yeah. And um and then this book was saying the same thing. We wow. we, we default to, to truth. We just we automatically default to believing that people are honest yeah and so we just have a hard time and and um people are um physical indicators their face indicators are not a reliable source hmm. because um sometimes people that are are telling the truth act as if they're lying and sometimes people that are lying act as if they're telling the truth and Anyway, and just going through, and next time I meet with a guy and we get to that point, because I've also been lied to, it was more about inventory. Mm -hmm. um, not whether they wrote it, but the what was in the fourth column was not matching what had really happened. Oh, okay. And um, and uh, this was, came came to light by talking to a family member that was like, mm -hmm. and an ex-girlfriend that were like, that's not accurate. Yeah. And uh, anyway... Um, and just telling him right, right at the beginning, like, look, this is, this is your deal. And I know that, you know, you've talked about this is your, their inventory, not my inventory right. or their amends, not my amends. Right. It's not, it doesn't affect me. And just laying that out at the beginning, like you can be dishonest if on this, if you want, and I'll never know the difference. Exactly. And just, you know, letting him know that's, that's not what this is. This is your thing. Yes. This is your consequences. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me. Right. You know? Yeah, dude. I, I had to learn that the hard way, yeah. just like you're talking about, by like, just, not that I was like involved in their work, but it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard. I think it's human nature when you've got a guy that asks you for help. Yes. You, like I personally probably early on took on more than I should in that role of like, oh, well. And then watching a guy do inventory and then tell me he's making amends and me not poking at him even though I had the intuition that yeah. he wasn't. And then him getting drunk, it's easy for me to think I failed. Yes. But in reality, like you said, it's that guy's deal. Yeah. And um, so one thing I've had to really focus on is like I – if I get that intuition, that intuitive thought of something, I will verbalize it. And that was where I was at fault in that first one was that I had it and I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have the confidence or the courage to say it. Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't my fault right. that that guy didn't yeah. make those. Yeah. But, it, but I, today I've just, ever since then, it's like, if I, if I feel something, I'm, I'm going to trust that and I'm going to follow it. Yeah. And if it's, I don't know. Some people talk about having a hard idea of knowing what's like intuitive thought and me thinking, but mine are pretty far apart today. <laughs> yeah. So like this is something that happened to me during the week is there was just a couple of things, starting with Amber got a flat tire last week and I had an intuitive thought that the place I was going to go to try and get it fixed, even though it seemed like the most logical place wasn't going to be able to, wasn't a good idea. And I was going to turn into this place and then I didn't. And so I just went all the way to the original plan and yeah. the 
it, yeah, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, there you should have listened to that. And yes. that happened a couple of times during work. And it just went into the thing that like the reason why I was struggling so bad before, you know, when I wasn't really doing any work and when my mind was racing is that the bitch is when my mind races like that, I can't distinguish intuitive thought. Yeah. Because it's just um monkey brain nonstop. Right. Whereas when I'm a little more centered, even though I haven't been you know, doing the other things. Right. Um, I've still been a little more centered and I can start picking out that intuitive thought and then following through on it. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that I guess I, I'm getting all over the place here, but the danger of me for being, you know, untreated and having the crazy brain is that then I'm just relying on my own insane thinking rather than the intuitive thought. The whole The whole idea here is, a perspective change and a reliance on something greater than else and developing the sixth sense that we come to rely upon. Right. And if I'm all fucked up in the head, I can't rely upon that because there's only just me in my head. Yeah. And there's no intuitive. Exactly. (laughs) And if there is, I sure as hell can't hear it or can't distinguish between the two. See, and what I've found is exactly that, is that when I'm my mind's racing, the intuitive thought isn't there. Yeah. And I, I at least have the clarity today to be like, this is just me fucking batshit crazy. You yeah. know, like I'm just losing my mind right now. Yes. And, but when I'm calm, I'll get the intuitive thought and I can recognize it. And then if I get a different thought, I can recognize that as like, oh no, that's just me. You yeah. know, like yeah. oh, I get cut off in traffic. The intuitive thought is like, just let the dude go. Yes. And then me is like, chase him down and flip him off. It's like, those are pretty far different <laughs> right. perspectives. Yeah. I can distinguish today what one is the right one. Yeah. I don't always choose it, <laughs> you know, like, but yeah. I can at least identify what the spiritual path is. We're and not, then when I neglect to do it, I suffer the consequences. <laughs> We're not perfect. No, like, exactly. A lot of times the me thought will be like, you know, something along the lines of, some sort of a re- revenge thought or some sort yeah. of a, yeah. And um, the second thought will be like, it's a bad idea. And mm-hmm. then um, I can see where I'm at by what the, the next thought is. Because sometimes it's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. This motherfucker needs yeah. to know who he's messing sometimes with. Sometimes I yeah. just ignore that. Right. And so, yeah. But the thing is, when I look at that, and not always, it's not like that happens in the moment every time, but usually I can quickly decipher the right course to take yeah. or what was. And then I know when I didn't, I go, yeah, that wasn't the right move pretty quickly. Yeah. Where in the past, I would just run with those crazy ass ideas and never even look at the whirlwind I was causing. You know, like, oh, I'm going to chase this guy down and flip him off and I might fight him in the street. And so what? And then I just go about my day and I never even think about it. That wasn't even, that that realm of existence wasn't even an option right. to me at that point. Exactly. You know, like there's like post-spiritual experience and pre-spiritual experience. Yeah. And like even after I'd been through the work and then gone back out, I knew there was another way at least out there. Right. You know, I'd experienced it. But yeah, prior to that, there's just like... No. It's just like, this is the only way I've ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, and I think, and I'm not always a proponent of this, because I I tend to think more along the lines of like, I'm always in the realm of the spirit. I just don't know it. But our literature says we entered the realm of the spirit, which means I can exit it. (laughs) And so, you know, like I can be, I can either continue in this way or I can drift off. And that's part of the plan too, or what? I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean, though. Like I, yeah, I would love to be like, oh, I'm the Dolly fucking Llama. <laughs> I'm just in with everything, but in reality, I uh, I fall short and make decisions based on self. Maybe the realm of the spirit is like the 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 broad highway, and maybe there's like six lanes on this, and maybe when I'm locked in, I'm the only vehicle on the interstate, yeah. and there's plenty of room. <laughs> and maybe when maybe when I'm conflicted, I'm in just bumper, <laughs> bumper to bumper, bumper traffic. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's good. But uh, we're an hour in. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think so. If anybody's still at the end, thanks for hanging through the first 20 minutes. I think I'll put in the show notes just to like... I was going to name this, it's a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just hang hang in there for yeah. the first 20 minutes and there's actually some... It turned out okay. Yeah, it usually does. I, I feel like that's what happens. 
we kind of talk about our shit and then we end up getting into yeah recovery stuff yeah today was just a little bit more like hey let's talk about recovery now so yeah that's cool that we can turn it on so all right, uh, we have an Instagram page, right? Yeah, it's uh, Recovered AF Podcast at Gmail. Oh uh, no, <laughs> no, that's the email. <laughs> it's Recovered AF Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah, uh, send us some emails. We got another one again from Brandy. Yeah, that Brandy's was awesome. Awesome, she's great, man. Yeah. So, hey, and we've got her friend lined up next uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday, we're Saturday going morning. Uh, Noco, and we may or may not be able to be able to time out another one it's just so difficult because again and i say this all the time but everybody's pretty darn busy so it's tough to get schedules to match up so yes it is by far the worst part of this podcast is the scheduling i would agree yeah it's hard yeah we have some guests in town though that i i yeah. was thinking about while i was gone that i was like they would be good to get on there yeah. so i think it'll turn out nice cool and i think your boy just threw a touchdown that's right josh allen go way out all right thanks for listening everybody